Welcome to the Refuge Podcast. We are so excited that you're able to join us as we go verse by verse with Pastor John Lanier. We pray that it blesses you and encourages you and that God reveals new things to you through this podcast. Welcome back to Refuge Podcast. So grateful again that you've taken time out of your day to join me on the podcast, whether you're listening at your desk, at work, or at home. Maybe you're driving on the road. Uh, I am just really glad that you've decided to join me as we journey through the scripture. We're actually looking at the book of Revelation right now. So we're going through Revelation. uh, We're in chapter 11. And we've been journeying through looking at it, not breaking down every word, but uh, taking the big themes out of it. And the big theme, obviously, is Jesus. We're looking at, it's a revelation of Jesus. And right now, we're in the middle of the Great Tribulation period, looking at uh, Revelation chapter 11. And so, I'm going to start reading it, grabbing bits and pieces of it here. But I really want you to know something here. I am praying for you this week. I pray that you would take time to to meditate on God's Word, to become a person of prayer, to grow in your understanding of the Scripture, in your relationship with the Lord. And even as we see these things unfold, I, I pray that it doesn't leave us in a place of fear, but that we would take great courage in knowing that God is with us. And when these things start to unfold, we can know and have great hope that that Jesus has a plan for us. So check this out. This is really an interesting chapter. As we go, we're going to be talking about two witnesses on the earth during the time of the Great Tribulation. Two witnesses that will, as it says... We'll talk about the Lord. They'll be witnessing about the Lord. Let's see, let's see what happens here. It's just crazy. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. And they will tread the holy city underfoot for forty-two months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, is what God says, They will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And if anyone wants, and and real quick, uh, I want to point out, um, Revelation reminds us who God is. If we didn't remember or we didn't know, he's the God of heaven. He's a God of earth. And you see those reminders over and over again that Jesus is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the eternal, everlasting God. And if you listen to Refuge TV, we just went through Genesis where Abraham called on the name of the Lord and he referred to God as the everlasting God, realizing that this is the God who created all things and he has ownership of all things and that he is the one who... He gets to do whatever he pleases with his creation because he is the God of heaven and the God of earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. 
And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. But when they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the people, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put in graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now let's just, let's paint the picture here. The scene is interesting. So during the Great Tribulation, at some point, there's going to be two witnesses and many, there's so much speculation. Is this Moses and Elijah? Is this Moses and Enoch? Is this Enoch and Elijah? Are these, because it seems from the passage that they come in the spirit and power of these great men of God from the Old Testament. Needless to say, regardless of what we may think it is, what we do know is this that there'll be two witnesses that come onto the earth preaching. It says they have sackcloth, so it's a it's a gospel of grace and repentance, okay? They're preaching the, the gospel of Jesus. And it says that they'll be killed. That they'll be killed by this beast uh, uh, out of the bottomless pit. And their body's going to lay in the streets. And all people will see them. Maybe a broadcast. We don't know. You would, you would think it'd be pretty easy now to stream something live over the internet for every, every person to see. And it says that people celebrated this. That they didn't receive the gospel. They didn't receive what the message was. These people were prophesying, these two men. But it's interesting here that it says these people will celebrate the fact that they died. But after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud and their enemies saw them. This is really powerful stuff that will be happening. This very self, self-explanatory here. So in the same hour, there was a great earthquake and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake, 7,000 people were killed and the rest were afraid and gave glory to the God of heaven. And so the second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. Remember, that was the last three judgments. These woes, woe, woe, as the angel described. So here we see cataclysmic events up to this point have happened. Then you've got these witnesses who are prophesying. They're trying their best to share the the news about God. And they're killed in the streets. They're resurrected. God calls them home and people are freaked out by it to the point where they gave glory to the God of heaven. But here's the third, 
The third woe is coming, it says. It's coming quickly. So the seventh angel sounded, and there was loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. In the time of the dead, that they should be judged, that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name shall, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. And there were lightnings, noises, thunderings, an earthquake, and a great hail. Powerful scene. What I pull from this passage, and we always try to just pull one thing to kind of chew on and be challenged by, that God reigns forever and ever. And even though man in the kingdoms of this world reject God, and live without even a, just a second thought about who he is and run from God and rebel and sin and do their own thing. We see as the systems of this world unravel that all will come, all will see, all will realize one day that the little kingdoms that we built on this earth without ever consulting the God of heaven will come crumbling down in the end. It says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Heaven's for real, guys. Hell is for real. And heaven declares the glory of God. The things that we experience now will not always be the way that they are. And you could take great comfort in that and hope in that, that Jesus Christ will rule and reign. It says in, talks about in Philippians, that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Does that mean everybody's going to be saved? No, but everyone will realize one day that really there was only one who was great. And that, that is the, the one who's to be praised and worshipped. And the biggest thing, the challenge for us, is to lay our crowns that we seek to put on our head to be king and lord of our own life. And to realize, as God is sending these things on the earth, and he sends two witnesses to, hey, let's go, let's, let's be about the kingdom of God the things that are eternal, the things that matter, the things that are for the glory of Jesus, that all other things will crash and crumble and come to nothing in light of who Jesus is. The eternal one, the one with great power. And though the nations will be angry, God will continue to pour his wrath 
and to bring justice on the earth and claim things that are rightfully his. This is God's planet. This is God's doing. He created the heavens and the earth. He's the one who deserves the glory. All these things speak of his splendor, his majesty, his greatness, his handiwork. The invisible attributes of God are clearly seen through creation, but men reject. We come up with evolutionary theories and all kinds of theories of how this is not made by God, the things around us. That we are not made by God. That we are the masters of our own destiny. That we can do whatever we want, whatever we have is for ourselves. And yet God will take rightful ownership of all that is His. And we will stand accountable for what we did as stewards of the things of God. Because everything we have, whether it be money, possessions, family, friends, jobs, ministry, opportunities, whatever it is, it belongs to Him and I have to steward it well. I have to do well with it. Otherwise, I'll be accountable for what I did or didn't do. When we almost stand before the judgment seat, it even says right here in this passage that there will be a time of judgment. Everyone will be judged. Different judgments for different people, but nonetheless, judgment will come. A lot of people want to say, and I'm going to finish with this. A lot of people want to say, well, you know, don't judge me. Or, uh, you have no right to tell me. I want to do what I want to do. And, and God says, I have every right to judge because I'm the creator. And I will do as I please. And he won't ask permission. So time's running out, guys. These are all reminders. Book of Revelation is a reminder. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his glory, his power, his fame. What are you doing with that? Are you still saying? You're still holding to, hey, you can't judge me. Well, judgment's coming. Realize that. We all are going to stand accountable. And we've all had disastrous past. We've all gone through. Everybody's done it to a certain extent where we've been through trauma. And man, I try to have compassion towards people because I know some people's circumstances are worse than others. But understand something, the sound of my voice. I hope you understand this. That Jesus took the punishment for you. He took the judgment for you. He offers a way out for you to claim yourself a sinner. Know it, because it's true about you, and it's true about me. And we're all sinners. We stand in judgment before God, and yet Jesus stands in the gap for us. He made a way when there was no way. He died on the cross, rose again from the grave, and he gives you an offer. He says, if you want to come follow me, take up your cross and follow me. Leave your old life behind and come follow me. I died for your sin. I want to save you. I want to redeem you for eternity. I want to turn your life into my purposes and my plans because my ways are better. And I have much more for you. Well, guys, I love you. Jesus loves you. Take care this week. Be challenged by that.
thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We are so excited for all that God is doing in and through your life. If you'd like to hear more from John Lanier, you can find his blog at johnwalterlanier.wordpress.com as well as his YouTube at Refuge TV, where he also goes verse by verse. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged. Have a good one.